Drum Buncher Radio, episode 29. Trey Unity, Nick Caparoso, Marty Leap with you as always. Tonight, we are joined by another very special guest, outfielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Anthony Alford. Anthony, we have a whole lot to talk about tonight. Your offseason, we're going to get into your story, what's to come for the future. But let's start with that offseason. How's it going so far? How are you recovering from your injury? And, um, you know, how, how are you living without baseball in your life right now? Um, everything's going well. Um, having a lot of downtime with the family. I just, um, recently moved back to Mississippi. So, um, getting to just catch up and spend a lot of time with the family and and a new baby. And at the same time, just, just getting healthy, going to therapy, um, every day and trying to get ready for 2021. Definitely, man. How's that process been with therapy and everything? Kind of battling back from that injury. Yeah, everything, everything's going really well. Um, I had a schedule, so um, I'll be ready to compete for spring training um, at the beginning of spring training. So, but it, I'm, I'm very um, happy where I'm at right now. Now, that's good so, news for sure because I think with you know the the outlook, you know, I think having you ready for the beginning of spring training and your position with the your season being cut short is definitely going to be a great opportunity for you. But, you know, my biggest question for you in regards to the elbow is just, you know, how, how's it feeling right now? What, you know, what, what kind of, you know, what do you notice about it? Uh, what differences in your arm? Um, I mean, it's, all right, now it's feeling a lot better. It gets better every week. Um, the biggest thing was just getting my, my range of motion back. Um, and that's, that's, that came back pretty quick. As far as like, I mean, we, we expect like we expect a full recovery. Um, I had some some good positions that that worked on me, but we expect a full recovery. And um, but as far as yeah, um, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't really done any baseball activities. So like as far as like throwing and hitting, so I can't really speak on how I'm gonna feel when that comes. But as far as the the process where I'm at right now, I'm I'm, pretty, I'm very pleased with it. Mm-hmm. So what's the timeline for you to resume baseball activities? You think? Hopefully, I don't know, what is this, November 9th, November 8th? So hopefully in the next month. Yeah, hopefully in another month I can, I mean, that's that's when I usually start hitting and throwing anyway, so hopefully um, around the beginning of December. Definitely, and you know, I think the timing is, um, is unfortunate in regard to the season, but with the way that COVID has affected baseball and, and how wacky this season was, you know, you get this offseason to recover, get healthy, prepare for the spring. We're going to talk about the future, your future with the Pirates, the Pirates' future and the organization a good bit later in this show. But let's let's zoom out. Let's rewind a little bit here to get us started and, and talk about your past, your, your journey to get to the big leagues, um, you know, how you got involved in the game of baseball, I guess. First, what was, you know, your first memories with the game and, and athletics in general? You're very athletic, uh, dual sport athlete as a you know, kid into college. What was that like growing up? Honestly, like growing up, all I really cared about was football. Um, my, I, I started playing baseball when I first seen my brother playing. Um, and, and then my mom, she got me into the game of baseball. She was actually my first baseball coach. Um, and started teaching me around the age of five or six. So she worked with me a lot. She didn't really know much, but she, you know, she, <laughs> she did what she could. Uh, she, she kept me involved. Um, but, I mean, football was always my first love. 
um, that's kind of why I wanted to just ride it out as long as I could and see where it would take me. Um, but baseball just seemed to be uh, what was going to like be more beneficial and, and more of a blessing to me and my family in the long run. So um, that's that's pretty much why I went with baseball. Yeah, definitely. That's a unique story. You know, you hear a lot of parents obviously being the inspiration for, for kids getting involved in sports. Um, but that's awesome, man, to have a mom as your coach, your first coach in the game of baseball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, football to you was was the big deal. You played in college at Southern Miss and at Old Miss as well. Talk about that experience and what it was like having to do, you know, baseball and football at that level, balancing it with school and everything else. Yeah, that was that was that was tough. Um, I think the toughest part was um, I never really had an off season uh, for three years. Like my first three years out of high school, I never really had an off season because in the summertime, with football, like collegiate football, when they was at home, when they had their break, their summer break. Um, I was playing baseball. And then the same thing whenever baseball was in the offseason, I was playing football. So I did that for three years. And eventually, that, that kind of starts to catch up to you. Yeah. Um, I just think anybody who, who's playing baseball or football at the higher level, like you have to eventually give your, your body a time to rest and um, just kind of recover. And, and I wasn't having that. So I, I was starting to feel it. Um, but yeah, that's, it got to a point where I had to kind of make a decision after three years. Um, not because like a team forced me to, but I just, I just felt that I needed to, um, make a decision and commit to one sport. Um, and, I mean, because the more I played football, I was falling behind in baseball, you know, like, and when I wasn't in football all the time, like I would fall behind in football. So, um, I, I just kind of wanted to, choose one and just kind of give it my all and that's that's when I in 2014 I chose baseball but um, coming out of high school like I was um, projected pretty high but I just never I never had any interest in playing pro baseball um, as a high school student I mean I did it like honestly my, it was some years my mom just made me play baseball because she didn't want me to close the door on it um, so she would she would pretty much I would tell her, Mom, I don't want to play baseball. She said, Well, if you don't play baseball, you're not playing football. So I said, What's well, when I play? Um but yeah, it's 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 been a fun a fun journey. Um definitely a lot of memories. Um but I'm definitely happy where I'm at right now. I mean I you know, I feel like there's not a bad option there. If you have the opportunity to to be successful at that level in both sports, um, you know, there's no there's no going wrong there. Do you ever think about that though, like what if I chose football over baseball? Does that cross your mind? Um, kind of, not. I mean, I think I think one thing that helps me was I actually went to college and played. Like I did. Like yeah. I, I was able to get it out of my system. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I can play now. Like I can I can commit to baseball right now and and not have any regrets. Like. Or what if I would just step the football? Like I have, a, I have a, one of my close friends from college. Uh, yeah, I'm sure y'all familiar with St. Clair Ghostman. Yeah, yeah, he was a Steeler draft pick, right? Yeah, he, he was. He was. A, he was a cornerback with the Steelers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he he had he had a similar story. Like he was, we, we was like a year apart, and he got drafted by the Red Sox, and he didn't want to play, and um, so he went to Ole Miss and played um, football. And um, 
And when I would talk to him, he would, like, he would always regret not going to play baseball because baseball was his first love, but he was better at football. And football was my first love, but I was better at baseball. So it was, like, completely opposite. But yeah. um, but he, he always, like, talked about, like, going back to play baseball. Um, but I feel like I didn't have to, um, like, I never had that feeling of regret because I was able to, like I say, go go to college and play and see how it would be uh, and kind of get it out of my system. Yeah. Um, that way, when I went to play baseball full time, I was able to just, you know, just really commit to it and not really look back. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I think having a mentor like that, having a guy that's your age dealing with the same situation had to be huge throughout that process. Uh, but like you said, you chose baseball at the end of the day. You were drafted in the third round by the Toronto Blue Jays back in 2012. Uh, let's talk about that process. What was it like getting that call and, and, and you know, starting to realize, hey, uh, I'm going to be playing a sport at, at the highest level? Yeah, I actually told teams don't draft me because I wasn't coming <laughs> to play. Like, I was so committed to go play college football. Like, teams was calling me in the first round, like, and um, wanting to take me. And I, I just pretty much said, like, don't waste your pick. Wow. Um, wow. I mean, it was crazy to me because I, I just like grew up like very poor, like what kids grow up poor don't take first round money. But I, I was just willing to bet on myself for football. Uh, we kind of see how that turned out. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I just I didn't I didn't want to. I just had like I say had no interest in playing. Like I, my heart was in football. Um, but teams called me in the first round. I told them like I wasn't going to play. Like they would ask me what would it take. I would throw like a crazy number out there, and they obviously wasn't about to pay me that much money. <laughs> um, and so I just, in the blue days, Alex Anthropolis called me. I think it was after they picked Strowman in the first round. He said, well, what if what if we make a deal to where you can play college football and play professional baseball at the same time? And, like, how much would it take? And, like, he kind of laid it out for me. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I can go be a college football player. I can go make some money and just go play baseball six to eight weeks every summer. Like, I was getting the best of both worlds, you know. Right. So, like, I was doing I was doing both. Um, so I'm living out my dream as a college football player. At the same time, like, I have baseball. Um, so it, it was just kind of like I just, I just still had options, you know. Um, but... They, they ended up draft. I thought he was going to draft me like in the late rounds, just to say like they drafted me. But I was surprised when they took me in the third round. Yeah, definitely high pick, and um, you know it, it panned out. But when did that that feeling of okay, I, you know, football is in my past now. Baseball is what I'm doing. I guess when did that interest shift for you? You know, was it once you got to the organization, started to get in the minors, or a little bit later on? Yeah, I, I think it was probably that 2000. The year in 2014, when I um, when I I came down after the spring semester, and um, and I, I went a little bit of instructing. I went to Bluefield for like a week, and I went to Lansing. And so, so up until that point, so in 2012 and 2013, the only ball that I've experienced was like the GCL. I'm like, bro, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not quit <laughs> leaving. SEC football to come play in a GCL like it's hot as hell in Florida in the middle of the summer. And so once I got the Lansing and it got to play like under lights and in a nice stadium in the Midwest League, 
be how fast. And it was it was it was a lot better. Like I was starting to see like, okay, this is what professional baseball is like, or this is what minor league baseball is like. Like I can handle this. Um, so like my interest started to shift around probably around, well yeah in 2014, and I and I played and I played okay up there. Like I was I mean I was only up there for like a week, but it, it was a lot of fun, and I and I just thought like, okay, I'm about to get married in a, in a month or so, like. And I have to, I have to have a way to to provide for my family. So, um, I don't know. I, I think that's when my interest, or my, um, yeah, pretty much my interest started to shift. Because um, basically, it started to save funds um, when I when I got up to Lansing. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, and you know, I, I guess being drafted by an organization like that, you said just a second ago, Stroman, Marcus Stroman was taken in the first round of that draft. So many prospects in that organization. What was that like being, you know, around so many young, talented players? And, um, you know, kind of how did that shape your game at a young age in the big leagues or in professional baseball? You're talking about just being around being around like prospects? Yeah, guys like Bo Bichette, guys like, uh, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. What was it like just being in that that organization, um, you know, with such a good farm system? A, a farm system, you made the top 30 prospect list. You know, pretty early on. In. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I, I've always got like attention and respect from guys in the organization based on because they, one, they knew my story and um, and I and I was a football player, so like people would look at me like this crazy like freak of nature. Um, oh, when I first came in the Pro Bowl, <laughs> you know, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, around those guys, like I just felt normal. Like I mean, I, I mean, it was cool being around like guys who you know is about to become a superstar. But you have to think at the same time, like I played football at a very at a pretty high level, so oh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm used to being around like a LaCorn Treadwell or a Jamie Collins or a Dante Moncrief or like I was I was used to that before I even got into pro ball. Yeah, um, you know, so like I wasn't. But as far as, like, on the field, like, I, I think we could kind of, like, feed off of each other. And I think the thing about those guys is, like, they knew they were going to be superstars. They know they're going to be superstars in the big leagues. But at the same time, they're so humble. Like, Bo is so humble. Vladdy is, is so humble. Um, those guys was, was very humble. Um, even coming up through the minor league, like, they never seek special attention. But... Um, but it, it was it was definitely fun to watch them play. Like I, I was always ahead of them, so it was it was never like we just played a few years together. I think I played one year with Bo, and probably played like a year with Vladdy in AAA. But other than that, um, they've always played like behind, like a level or two below me. Yeah. In terms of like, I guess, what experiences did you have in college football that helped you? along your minor league like journey I should say. I mean I was I think the some of the big things was like obviously like work ethic and just some of the some of the, the, the principles and, and values that you learn uh, while being in, in a program like I was in. But I think overall was just um helping me overcome that 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 fear. Uh, when I say fear, I ain't gonna say, yeah, when I say fear, like you might run to somebody who's 
who has just as much talent as you or somebody who who kind of like you know sometimes you can you compete against somebody and it's that you start to doubt yourself or you, you're not as as confident in yourself uh, or you feel like they're better than you but I think when I got to college football and I started being around guys from all over the country that helped that kind of helped me overcome that um like so now I just have the attitude of um like okay yeah he's good but I'm like I'm good too like I, I'm not gonna doubt my abilities but to answer your question I think the biggest thing that I took from college was um having that confidence in myself no matter where I'm at no matter what room I'm in like I'm gonna have that confidence because you, you played on the biggest stage in the SEC right I mean that's you can't do much bigger than that. So, right. I, I, I get where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. That, that was, that was one thing I'd wondered about as well. Cause you know, I, I personally put a lot of stock into guys who play multiple sports at a high level like that. And I think that can definitely pay off in a lot of ways. And that was one question I had as well. And, you know, like I, I personally, I'm someone who like, I, I follow college football recruiting extremely closely. So like, your name was one that even like pre baseball days was one I was familiar with just from that. And that's one thing I was curious, like, and I think you kind of answered the question already, like what that you learned from football or used in football that you could take onto the baseball field with you. But I think that, like you said, you kind of got into that with, you know, the, the feeling of knowing, Hey, you know what? These other guys are good, but I'm pretty good too. That's how I got to be where I'm at. Right. right. And I think that's the, that's the biggest, Thing to in life, period. Like not even just baseball, but in life. Like I don't care how much skill you have or how talented you are or, or what all you know. Like if you're not confident in what you're doing, you're not gonna be successful. Yeah, like, I've seen some some people with some of the best swings, um, like pure just beautiful swings, um, or some some pitches that just throw like absolute flames. Like but like if, if they're not confident, like I don't care what skill set you have, like. You gotta, you gotta be confident in what you do. Absolutely, um, and, I think, and I think that's what. Because I've always been like a quiet, laid back. Um, I won't like, um, you know, just chill, chill personality. Um, but once I got to college, I, I started like finding that confidence mm-hmm. in myself. So, and, you know, and I, I can honestly say, from obviously you, you only played a handful of games with the Pirates before getting injured, unfortunately. But even in those games, like you. You gave off that vibe. I felt watching you play that confidence of like, hey, you know what? I'm here for a reason. I know I've got talent. I know I can do this. I can go out and use it. Like I go back to that play. I forget who I forget who the game was against when you stole home ba- or stole home plate this year. Like, yeah, well, yeah, it was just one of those plays. Like, hey, I've got yeah, I got the speed. I'm gonna go use it. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. the little things like that that I feel like in your game, which is fun to watch. Like I love watching players who are that way. Like, hey, you know what? Here's my best. I'm going to use it. If you stop it, I tip my cap to you. You know what I mean? But I just love watching players who know their skill set. And like I said, from the from the little bit we got to see of you this year, I feel like you fall into this. You know your skill set. You know what you're good at. You're going to go out and use your best. And if someone else stops you, hey, you tip your cap maybe, and hopefully I'll get you next time. Yeah, oh, 100%. And that's that's the attitude that I have. I'd say what, right, before, right before I left um, Toronto, I shouldn't say left Toronto like it was an option, but right before I got DFA, so the, the role that I was playing, I mean, obviously, um, 
you guys probably know, but like I was coming off the bench, pinch running. Um, wasn't really pitching, but like defense replacement type thing. As you know, just just typical outfielder coming off the bench. So like when I when I was going into run bases, like like I know I'm fast. Like I don't need anybody to tell me I'm fast. Um, but I I had like I t- I took it wasn't like I was like oh I gotta go in a pinch run. It wasn't like I was pissed off. It's like I I really took advantage of it. You know like. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be, I'll be on the bench getting time. And I remember um, John Snyder telling me, like, okay, this guy is just he can really throw. And I just look at him and I say, well, you, shit, I can really run, you know. <laughs> so like, I, I'm not like, I'm not worried about getting thrown out on the bases. Like I would, yeah. I would take my, I would take my speed against your arm anytime. And, and I don't care how good of a, and I tell people all the time, like I don't care how good of a catch it is. Like, if a pitcher don't have, if he's not quick enough to the plate, like, I don't steal off a catcher. I steal off a pitcher. Yeah. So, if he, if he don't, if you don't have a certain time to the plate, like, I don't care who you are, you're not throwing me out. So, yeah. um, yeah, but like, I just, I mean, the moral of the story is like, I'm just confident in, in whatever I do, whether it's going to play defense, whether it's going to, um, pitch run, or whether it's, it's going, whether it's hitting or whatever it is, I'm going to be confident in whatever I do. I think that's what we were most excited about when we put a claim in for you and we found out we were getting you, we knew you were going to get an opportunity to really, you know, play every day here. And it was looking like that opportunity was going to be there. Yeah, I think, I think I still will. Um, I mean, obviously everything I, I mean, I have to earn it, but um, I, I think, I think I definitely get an opportunity to prove myself again in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I just, I just never had that. I just never had that opportunity in the big league um in toronto i mean you you take you look at like this this is one reason why i just think you can't judge like everybody's production like when you see that numbers like you you look at my career in toronto like i've had 75 at bats in over the course of four years it's hard to be consistent in a month yeah yeah i'm getting that bats in a month like i had that broken down over four years you know, so like, <clears throat> so you can't really. I just, I just don't think you can evaluate. Hundred percent agree. Like, you have, you have, you have to let somebody go out there and play every day. You have to let them like see how they handle adversity, um, like let them struggle, see how they come out of it. You know, uh, see if they able to make those adjustments. Like that's how you evaluate somebody. But I don't think you can just evaluate somebody off of seventy five at bat. And then at bats I was getting, it wasn't like. I would play a full game and then I would sit the next day. It would be like, no, I would start a game. I'll probably get two at bats and I get pinch hit for it. And I mm-hmm. sit for three or four days and I might come back and pinch hit. You know, Which is real and consistent. Yeah. One thing I, I will say is that I, you know, I think Ben Charrington claiming you is is very interesting, and I think that shows you know someone coming from Toronto. He knows that you know you definitely have, like you said, more to offer than what the seventy five bats may suggest. Right. Yeah, and, and I think well, Ben Ben's seen me for a few years, and he obviously seen me closer, mm-hmm. up close in person, like seeing what I can do every day, uh, checking the reports. Like he's seen me struggle. And come out of those struggles, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like he, I think that's a big thing. Um, especially whenever, like whenever you scout a kid, you don't just look at 
uh, you don't want you, you like you want to see how he handles adversity. Like you, you don't want to just see how he is whenever he's doing good all the time. Like if, like everybody's gonna have those moments when they're doing good, but like how are you gonna handle that adversity when it comes, or how are you gonna handle that that zero for twenty or that or that two for thirty five, whatever it is, you know. Um, but I, I, and me and Ben, we've had conversations like when I was coming up through the minors and. Um, and I've always had like a, a great level of respect for Ben. Um, and, and I think, and I, I'm confident to say like the feeling is neutral. Um, but he, he knows, he knows me. He knows the, the kind of person I am. He knows my work ethic. Um, so like, when I got to Pittsburgh, it was, I was actually, I actually felt, um, kind of relieved. Um, because like I, I just felt like I could just go out there and play. Like I didn't have to impress anybody. Um, that was the first time I've, I've ever felt that in the big leagues. Like I, I've always felt like I had to get a hit or two hits to be in the lineup the next day. When I got to Pittsburgh, that was the first time I've ever felt to where I can just go out there and play, and whatever happens, happens. You know. Um, so I think that's a big thing is just having that freedom. Yeah, and I'm sure this is something you could agree with and talk to more too. It's like you know. I feel it's this way in any sport, any line of work, whatever it is, when you feel that way, that takes a lot of pressure off of you. And in turn, that sets you up to be in a better position to perform well. You know, you don't feel the pressure like, hey, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to play my game. I know these guys appreciate what I'm bringing to the table. And I, again, I think we saw that like your five, four or five games here, whatever it was, you know, you had that home run. I think you had like a, I believe you had a triple in there as well. Had one or two other hits, stealing bags. Like you were playing really good baseball before you got hurt. So I think we started to see that, you know, you were comfortable and you were confident and like, that's going to pay off for anybody in life, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. But I, I think uh, a big, a big part, a big part of it was like the, the environment and that I walk into in the locker room. Like all the guys made me feel so welcome. Um, Cause I, we were obviously faced Pittsburgh a lot in spring training. So I played against a handful of those guys, but they made me feel like so welcome. Um, I didn't feel like, like I wasn't a part of the team or like, I mean, like they, they right away, they, they made me feel welcome. Um, but that goes to show like the kind of guys uh, that they have in that locker room. I think we've heard a lot of that. Yeah, I was going to say that same thing, Trey. We, we, we've heard that a lot in recent months from players, from uh, Michael McHenry, who is a former player and now an analyst from Prospects, how ever since Ben Charrington and Derek Sheldon have taken over, they've really created this culture in Pittsburgh of, you know, making people feel comfortable, making you guys feel like you can be yourselves. And it seems to really be bringing out the best in a lot of guys. Yeah, I, I think so. Cause, I mean – you get like a young guy, like you get like a young kid, like Cabron Hayes. Like if you if he walk in that locker room and he have like some ten year guy, like just being like a, a asshole to him, like he he's not gonna be able to play his best game. Like you want kids like that when they first come in to feel as comfortable as possible because that, they're gonna be in the best mind state to help the team. You want them to be able to perform at their best at their highest level and help the team win. So I want you to just make those guys feel welcome instead of like you get some some of these older vets like try to well back in the day you know we did this to Ricky well well you know what it's not back in the day you know it's like it's 2020 so um but I I mean just just hats off to those guys man and um like like you say Ben and 
and Shelty, the environment they've created and, and the vets that's in that locker room, um, seeing it through. Um, but hats off to those guys. Was there anyone specifically here that, like, you really went to, you know, at first to lean on for, you know, advice or just to get comfortable with being a part of Pittsburgh? Um, it, it was, honestly, it was a few guys that I felt like I could go talk to. Um, like, Joe was one of the first guys that I spoke with. I, like when I first got to Pittsburgh, the team was on the road, and um, I think he might have been throwing that day. Or he, he was, he had, I, don't, I don't know what he was doing, but. Um, he kind of just, we just talked, um, just had a casual conversation. Um, um, Bell, Bell was, I talked to Bell like every day. Um, we, we have a connection as far as, um, so his, his grandma is from my hometown in Mississippi. Wow. Uh, so we kind of have that connection. We kind of ran into each other and spoke a few times. Cabrera Hayes, um, same thing, his dad. Um, Charlie is from my area. His, his dad is from here in Mississippi, Hattiesburg. Um, yeah, and so, so like Keani, uh, Keani, he he was he showed me around, and uh, we talked a lot. But I mean, it was like I feel like a lot of guys like really um, did a good job and make me feel welcome. It's way it's more it's more, but those are the those are the main guys. Yeah, right, right. Nice. Yeah. I like that, Keanu. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think that it, it got a lot of people excited when we saw that waiver claim go through because it, it just seemed like such a good fit. It, you know, with your relationship with Ben Sherrington, it was almost like, oh, you know, the Pirates are, are getting a steal here. This this is a, a, yeah. a secret that's been well kept. Uh, you know, how did that yeah. make you feel when, when you knew that you had a guy to rely on already in Pittsburgh, familiar faces, and, and like you said, the opportunity to just go out and play? This is a team that, won 19 games this season. There was a lot of opportunity for guys to to improve and just kind of work some things out. Yeah. I, um, well, first, I feel, like, very confident in this team. Like, at the end, like, that last month, them last two weeks, you, you they was playing, like, very good baseball. Like, I was yeah. watching every game. Like, pitches was throwing really well. Um, <laughs> they, I, I just thought, like, pitches, we was playing very good baseball at the end, and um, it, it kind of reminded me of um, last year, so 2019 in Toronto. Um, that in September, September 2019 in Toronto, when all the young guys was up there, and they was like, like, like I think it was being like the Yankees, Red Sox, like Tampa, um, all over the course of the month. We won like a lot of games um, in September of, of 19, but that. The last few weeks of the season, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Like, you can see, like, the potential of this team um, going forward to next year. Like, I mean, and I ain't talking about the numbers in the win column, but just, yeah, you see pitches starting to put it together. Um, yeah, guys swinging it really well. Um, Cabron Hayes is, like, going to be a, a special player. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, but, yeah, that's, but I, I, I like what, I, I definitely enjoy watching them play. Uh, whenever I was at home doing nothing, because my elbow was broke from running into the wall. But besides that, you know. Um, yeah, no, that that's one thing I agree with. I, I remember saying at the end of the season that, like, it, it really – I mean, obviously it sucked that the season was so short with everything going on. But, like, one thing that made it, like, real shitty for the Pirates was – at the end of the year, we're okay, 60 games in. So normally you're at like Memorial Day. 
they were really starting to put it together. Like you said, the pitching staff was really taking off. The offense was coming together. And like in a normal season, you'd be like, all right, but yeah, we started slow, but we're geared up for a good run this summer. And I think that was one thing with the team. I totally agree with you. That was just a real, real stinker to see was they appeared ready to make a nice run there. And the season comes to an end, unfortunately. Right. Right. And then that, that's why, like, in baseball, man, it's just so hard to evaluate anything. Um, Absolutely. With that short, with that with that small of a sample size, you know? Like, you, you can take last year, like, Washington was the – they won the worst series in 2019. Like, at the end of May, like, I didn't even – if you was to say that Washington Nationals was going to win the worst series, I would have, like, just laughed in your face, you know, at the end of May in 19. But um, I'm sure they was playing solid, but they wasn't just – they just, I feel like they got hot at the right time. They yeah. hit that hot streak. Yeah, they, they were something like 17, like 30 at one point. Yeah. You know, like you said, that just goes to show that that's why baseball plays 162, you know? Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. So, um, I, I, I think 2021 is going to be a fun year for us, honestly. But I, I, one now, thing I'm sure you can speak to, as well as, like, yes, the season ended when it did, and, like, unfortunately – Ended with the Pirates playing well, but it's like I, you can probably build on that going into the offseason. You know, hey, the season didn't go as we wanted, but we played really good baseball the last few weeks. That gives us a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence to build off of going into the offseason. 100%. 100%. Like, coming into spring training, um, I mean, I think that is – I mean, in my opinion, that's that's something that should be touched on is how well the team was playing in fact in, in last two weeks. And um, – and hopefully it just shows the guys in the locker room, um, like, what we're capable of, you know. Um, if we, like, obviously believe in ourselves. But you put it all together, man. Like, even when I, when I first got to Pittsburgh, um, and, like, they, I mean, we wasn't, win, like, really winning the games or we wasn't playing the best. But, like, you see at-bats that guys was having, man. Like, it wasn't – guys wasn't giving away at-bats. Like I don't care what the numbers say, but like when you that when you there in person, even though they wasn't getting hits or scoring runs, but like guys was grinding out at bats, like really grinding out at like they were tough out. And so when you have that one through nine, um, is that that's what make a team hard to beat. Like like Tampa, like if you see Tampa in like two thousand eighteen, like I mean, they 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 had they was a very good team. Like they they didn't have any superstars, but they grinded out at bats. They played really hard, and um, they just found a way to win. And I think that's. I mean, I, I kind of see a lot of that in the team that we have. Definitely, and I mean, like you said, twenty twenty one is going to be a really fun year for this group. It, it took some patience this season, um, you know, with just the way the roster was at times, and I think it helped being a sixty game season. There was. You know, not not as many games that um you had to struggle through, but but twenty twenty one is going to be a great year for you personally. Um, you know, I, there's good reason to expect a lot. What are you know, kind of your thoughts, I guess, on on where you'll be to begin twenty twenty one on this roster, um, and you know, kind of what you look to do in twenty twenty one with the Buccos. Um, I mean, I just, I I really just look forward to showing the Pirates and um, pretty much the staff and, and a team like what I'm capable of doing um, in a big league given the opportunity um, like I, I know I can 
be an everyday big league. I know I can be a great player in the big league. Um, I mean, I have to obviously go out there and earn that opportunity uh, with the Pirates and, and then take advantage of it. But, um, that, that's my, my goal is to just to go out there and um, be an everyday guy in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I think the opportunity is going to be there. I mean, we've seen, you know, we've seen the talent. We've seen that ability for you to be an everyday player. Um, and it's going to be fun to watch this offseason. It's going to be a lot of fun. What's your, I guess, kind of routine each offseason, getting ready for spring training, getting prepared for the uh, the upcoming season? Um, so, I mean, usually, like, the first few weeks, I would. This offseason obviously different because um, because of the elbow injury. But usually, I would I would just come in and take a few weeks off and, and start some strength and conditioning training. Um, and then, I mean, just train Monday to four or five days a week. Um, and then around Thanksgiving, I would usually start hitting and throwing. Um, but this year, obviously, we pushed back a little, probably a few weeks. Um, yeah. Around December, I start hitting and throwing. And I don't know, I, I just I just always felt that once Christmas is here, it's pretty much spring training. So, because January go by so fast. Um, but... I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty simple for me. Like I don't really do much. I, I'll, I, you, me and my wife would probably take one trip a year, um, in the off season. But now we have a baby, that kind of changes things. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like I'm. I'm honestly, man. Like I'm very laid back. I don't do much. Um, I tell you what, I do do a lot of is fishing. I mean. Just, I just want to throw it out there, just in case y'all have like some lakes or something I can hit that Pittsburgh next year. The the Allegheny River definitely can have some good fishing in it. Um, when whenever AJ Burnett pitched here on his off days, he could almost always be found sitting behind PNC Park right there on the river walk with a line in the water. So it's oh it is. God. Oh my! I, see that's that's what I love to do. I love to fish, but that's that's pretty much my off season, just fishing and working out and spending time with family. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, hey, you know what? When the regular season starts, if fans are allowed, we'll all come watch you play. We can all go drop a line in the Allegheny after the game. Um, it but, sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good to me. And one, one, one thing I can add to it as a fellow dad is you'll you'll learn to really appreciate the time you have for fishing those first that first year or so because it's yeah. uh, the, the friends. I'm sure you you're learning the the free time goes away quickly, but oh yeah. Trust me. Once, once, once the once the young one gets old enough to start doing those those sort of things with you, that's it's tough to beat. So it's worth it. Yeah. She. Um. I tell you what. So when she came home from the hospital, I was. I mean, I was. I was gone. She. Well, she spent seventy five days in the NICU. But when she came home, I was gone. So when I finally came home, um, that was my first time. You know, just being with her all day, every day. Uh-huh. So I came up with this bright idea. Why she at these young ages to have like one day a week, daddy daughter day, and let my wife just go out and do whatever she want to do, and I just keep keep my baby. And man, when I tell you, she wore me out. Like she was sitting there crying, I was sitting there wanting to cry. We were just like just looking at each other. Like I was, it was it was it was bad. I was like I was I was in a mess. Like when my, as soon as my wife came through the door, I said, "Look, it just take her. I need a break." So I think I just like. Jumped in my truck and went riding, but it just it just made me gain a certain level of respect for my wife for just being able to stay at home all day every day and yeah, take care of the baby. 
I, I feel you, man, because I, I my, my wife is a nurse, so she works overnights. But during the day when I'm at work and she's at home with our, our three-year-old, I don't know how she's lasted three years being home with him all day, every day. So, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> Absolutely. The patience of a saint. There's no doubt. Definitely. Moms don't get enough credit anywhere. Um, but that that's awesome, man, getting to spend time with your kid. And I think that's what the offseason is about, just family time. You know, getting right. getting rested, getting back to usual. It's going to be a fun offseason, getting ready for the spring. It's going to be a, a fun spring, and obviously this season is going to be one um, that that everybody's really excited for. This, you know, I think we've talked about it a lot on this show. This this season could really be the season where you start to see that that turn. The Pirates, you know, I think it was 2012 was the um, was the season when the McCutcheon teams, the Garrett Cole teams. I think 2021 could could be that year for the Pirates. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun to see Anthony. It's going to be great to see you playing in black and gold again this season. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. Definitely. Anytime, You're... man. Again, thank you again. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Definitely. All right, y'all have a good one. You yeah. too, man. Take it easy. All right. That is all the time that we have for this episode of Rum Buncher Radio. When we return next Sunday, we're going to talk this offseason, talk about some deals. We're going to continue to preview and get ready. For spring 2021, we're going to have some great guests coming on throughout this offseason like we've had these last few weeks. We got all kinds of content on the website, guys. Go check out the articles. Hit up the social media. Give us a follow on Twitter, at RumBunter. You can find our podcasts there, as well as Apple Music, Omni.com, and Fansided.com slash RumBunter as well. For Marty Leap and Nick Caparoso, my name is Trey Anity. Have a great week, everybody. Let's go Bucks. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.